Hello, brusky doodles and brusky daddles. Welcome to the best motherfucking podcast in all the land. Which one? The brusky doodles podcast. It's on the fucking sign. It's on the motherfucking... It's like... I'm letting you know right away. It's your boy, Kiko Flow, Kiko Cervantes. In the house, on the hill, in la casa, in the middle with my cousin. Adrian, thank again for fucking joining us, bruh. Anytime, man. Anytime. Making the most out of our, our time together. You're going to see a couple of uh, episodes with my boy right here because he's visiting. He crossed the pond. and Left and the yeah, kids behind. Left the kids behind. I'm a new know. man out here. I might actually stay here permanently. Permanently. You know, I mean, kids are overrated these days. <laughs> you know, if you really think about it. Yeah, I'm kind of hoping that I get COVID again to just continue to program. It's more of an expense than, than you know, a benefit. But, well. Anyway. Yeah. One thing that I wanted to touch on, right, is the fact I don't think that I'm using my phone for like social media. When I'm on podcasting, that's all I'm fucking thinking about. But I got some of the topics here because I had to do change the setup so that we could be like here, like Joe Rogan. What's up, mate? Have you ever tried shrooms in DMT? Okay. So, since I arrived here to Spain seven years ago, there's little things, right, that I see in the culture, in the in in the way people act, right, the way people behave. Right. And. I compare it to my experience in South America, in Venezuela, and in Miami, right? In the U.S., especially Miami, which is the U.S. technically, but it, it, also, it does have its own ecosystem. ecosystem, right? And, you know, there's call to, call to clash whenever you go to a place, you know, the, the, the way that they, their demeanor towards you, the customer service, everything changes. So I wanted to touch on some of the things that we have noticed that, are, that might be a shock for you. If you're coming from the U.S. or South America and you go to Spain and Europe in general, but our experience is more from Spain, you're going to have some culture clashes and we want you to know about them. Prior to. It's an educational podcast. Yeah, it's not just... Entertainment, it's, it's both. It's not just dicks and, and buttholes. We also talk about the realness. And I know some of you got enough money to travel, you know. Some of you don't. And this podcast might not be for you. It might be more like a... Yeah, like an educational piece rather than informative for real things you know you might never leave your town but for those that will and you may not want to after hearing a couple of yeah. things that go on in uh, Spain and Europe <laughs> yeah it's not all the best but I mean I love it you loved it here but we're, but we're gonna talk on the we're gonna touch on the little weird things or things that are weren't as good right starting with one thing that blew my mind when you're in the streets of Madrid especially in the center you will see homeless people that live there but what's peculiar about these homeless people is that they have dogs. Right, right. Because there's homeless people everywhere. Well, these homeless people are, are, are particular in the fact that they also have homeless dogs. <laughs> and they have a, a family of homeless organisms that they travel with. Reasons beyond my understanding, but maybe we can break it down as to why they probably have I mean, I am, I am in the middle of this because part of me says, oh, I mean, that's, I mean, you know, we're in Europe. He's a homeless guy, but he's allowed to have a pet and have a meaningful relationship with another, you know, living organism. Like, oh, I get it. They're at another level here, culture-wise. But then another part of me says, well, if you're fucking homeless, why do you have things that are responsible? <laughs> that are your responsibility that are dependent on you motherfucker like right. if you don't know if you don't have a place to live which are bad situations I'm not saying there's people that fall in those situations I might fall in those situations it's very likely that at one point in my life I'll be homeless but you better believe I'm not gonna get a fucking dog 
Right, because you're subjecting that dog to live your homeless, shitty reality. Right. When that dog could have a beautiful life somewhere else. With a nice family that got money. Right. He'll be getting fucking little Christmas presents with little birthday cakes. You know those fucking dumbass motherfuckers that got dogs? <laughs> they dress them up and then they give them cakes. And balloons and everything. Year, it's, not, it's not you. It's the other motherfuckers. You, yours are cool. I believe Joe Rogan did that. Joe with Rogan? His, with his dog. He had like a whole big fucking thing. Like a, I think well, he had, an I arch think of he balloons. steak and jalapenos. <laughs> <laughs> and he died because dogs are not eating jalapenos. <laughs> but it was the intent. <laughs> right, right. So no, yeah, but you feel me? Like, it, it is a weird uh, thing to see. Because usually you're homeless is because you got into a point where you are no longer able to take care of yourself. Right. Right. So then you just bring some something else along. Like, hey, well, I'm not the only one that's going to be stuck in this <laughs> shitty reality. You're yeah, coming like, with me. You're like bringing people into your misery. Which I, I think they do it for money purposes. Because some people have more sympathy for a dog than a human. So when they link up, they're like, okay, I won't give you money because you're there. Because whatever, you fucked up. But you have this dog. So now I'm gonna give you some money, which I I don't know. That's my opinion. It could be why they they do that. Or well, you you are smart, and it is. I mean, it's not a secret that when you got the puppies and the dogs, that gets you more more loot. You know, motherfuckers be passing by like, oh look at the dog, and then they give you money for the dog. It almost seems like some fraudulent. Like it's pretty shady, right? If you I mean, if you think about it, I'm not here trying to judge every homeless person with a dog. There might be one that had the dog before they went homeless. And they used to go into like competitions, you know, and, and the dog was super happy and lived very well. But then some shit very tragic happened where they lost things and they're both grinding it out out there, you know. They're both in, they both won, they both lost. That could be the case. They both wake up in the morning, they split, they go their own their own way. The dog has a little cap on his mouth, he gets money. His owner go gets money by sucking dick or doing whatever the hell he does. Come back at the end of the night, okay. they put their spoils together, go to Taco Bell. Right, more like a roommate situation dynamic there right. both put in the work right right that could be the case it could be so if that's the case that's the one percenters right the one percenters if that's you then you're good like i get you you didn't know you're gonna be home but i feel that a lot of these <laughs> they were homeless before they got the dog mm. and they got the dog as an asset right right, right. <laughs> and that's where i feel that they're fucking pieces of shit i'm sorry i know this is a very unpopular opinion but if you look at these homeless people you will get what i'm saying you should not I mean, I saw it recently in the in the train station. You saw this too. Not just one. The motherfucker had two dogs. Right. And that's where I'm like, I, I don't... I At don't some know. point, that strategy has to backfire though. Because it, let's say you do start making money, but then you need to get enough money to feed the three of you now. That's what I mean. I mean, but yeah. any way you look at it, it's just financially not stable. Unless the dog's bringing in that much money. Right. Unless the dogs are grinding out there. And they choose to live with this fucking piece of shit. You know mm, that I mean? could be it. Because if that's the case, then, you know, then I apologize. It's like a big brother type of program. Right, where like the dogs take care of them. <laughs> <laughs> that could be it, something. <laughs> you know? Yeah, but we're looking at it the wrong way. Yeah, like, like maybe, look, look, and this is fucked up. Maybe the owner, w when he went homeless, he was like, hey, yo, I need somebody to take care of these dogs because it's cruel for me, you know, like I'm homeless, right? But the dogs were like, nah, bro, we with you, dog, ride or die. <laughs> and, and in those cases, I, I might be being ignorant in that case. And I it actually feel be. bad. It could be. There's a lot of ways to look at it. Maybe the, the dogs are government employees. Right. They go to their job in the morning and then they have to see, okay, you've been assigned homeless under the bridge three. <laughs> uh, homeless number three. <laughs> the dog goes and puts in his shift and then he leaves. Right. right. So there's many, many situations here, but we're just telling you what we saw. 
And we're sort of pondering what could be the case, right? Because that's not, that's not the case in the U.S. Yeah, in the U.S., if you're homeless, you don't have the mental capacity to have a pet, right? You're very low in, in the scheme of things, right? You're robbing people. You're shitting on the street. If you had a dog, you would eat it, you know what <laughs> I mean? Or throw it at someone. Like, that, to me, that's, that's like the difference that I see in the homeless people here and over there. Here is a lot more chill. So chill that they have dogs, which I'm like, no, that's too chill. Maybe less chill. <laughs> not U.S. chill, but we're going to kill everybody. But not have a dog chill. But not have a dog chill, you know, in the middle. We got to balance. But, well, we could talk about this homeless dogs forever, but we got all this shit that we got to take a look at. The attitude in the service industry, right? Customer service. It's a little weird thing. Start it off because I want to see your fresh opinions on this. All right. <coughs> so in the U.S., which is where I assume most of the viewers are from, you're, you're used to a level of standard of service that when you go to a restaurant, you expect the waiter, waitress, to, to be serving you and, and not only bringing your food, but actually providing a good experience. And that's what you go for. That's why you eat out instead of eating at your own house. You don't want to cook and you want someone to take care of you. And in exchange, of course, it's expected for them to be tipped higher. And that's where the interplay is. Like, I treat you good, you treat me good financially, and you have that unspoken agreement, right? But over here in Spain, it seems like that's as backwards, where the employees don't really care about treating you well because they know that there's not going to be any sort of financial compensation for it. So here, they're just doing their job of, I make burger, I bring you burger, eat it and get the fuck out. Right. It's not so much of you having a great experience and talking about your life and what you're doing here. That that friendliness doesn't really exist. Yeah. Yeah. It's... And, and don't get us wrong. You are able to eat amazing stuff in Spain. We have eaten amazing right. stuff. Right. The quality of food is top notch. But you kind of do have to know. You know, in, in the case of my family... In the case of my family, just have it pointed directly. In the case of my family and, and, and Adrian that visited me recently, I knew the fuck, because you know me. You know me. I know the places. You know, I, I finna have people visit me and I don't know them places. You feel me? So, of course, they went to the best places. But sometimes I couldn't be there, you know? It's just like God. He can be there almost all the time, but not all the time. There's going to there's gonna be some fights you're going to have to do on your own. And that's going to build character. So they had to go sometimes out there and scavenger a place to eat. And some of them were good, but some of them, you're like, yo, what the fuck is, how does this place even exist? How can you serve with that attitude? And what I've come to learn after living here in seven, seven years is that they don't feel that being a waiter or waitress means that they're your servant. So that, that they also have to be this like, oh, hi, how can I serve it? And I think that I support that in a way. Like, in the U.S., it might get a little too... We're like, you're serving us type shit at times. But, I mean, I do think that part of going out and eating somewhere, part of it is the experience, you know? Like, if, if it's not there, like, if it, like that treatment is not there, then I just rather order in or stay home and make something, you know? Yeah, because when you're a server, I mean, maybe it is the way that I was brought up, but that's, like, part of the job. Yeah. Whether you want to, whether it's written out like that or not, that's just part of it. And the better you are at dealing with the people that are coming in, the higher financial incentive you're going to have for doing so. And I guess that's just not something that's ingrained in this culture. And and no, yes. they don't they don't expect tips, right? They they don't expect tips or very little tips. 
And I, I mean, I, part of it is be, also you have to make, you have to do mention that it is a lot cheaper to eat here good food, right, than in the U.S. Yeah, it's true. Drinks are a lot cheaper. So you do have an argument that in the U.S. they're a lot more perky and friendly, but they're getting 30% of the fucking check, which I, I personally find a little too much. So I find that the U.S. is in the extreme on the other end, which is gonna it's gonna seem like a lot of the things we talk about today, you're gonna have U.S. on one extreme and Spain on the other. So you have the U.S. where it's kind of expensive to go out, and 30% around, right? 20, 30% of the That's bill it. is a tip, which is... Well, nowadays it's 18 that they just included. They don't even give you the option. Right, but then do you tip afterward? If they already include the 18, no. No. I leave it at that. All right. But, you know, so let's let's call it 20%, right? That's pretty high. It is. It's On a $100 bill, that's 20 bucks. On one table? And I don't want to get into the the... You know the weaves. Like I get that they don't. They pretty much only make money on the tips because they don't really make much. On yeah, their, 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 their salaries low, and they do that on purpose because they expect them to make more like that. Right, but I think that it should be restructuring <clears throat> in a way where they get a little more salary from their peoples that they work for, and that the tip is not as like more than ten percent. I mean, like you know, it's not like you're cooking everything and shit, you just, you know, you, which there's a, there's a merit to, to being a server, but I don't know. I think it's a little excessive in the U.S. And then here, if it's anything, like... Mm-hmm. The tip should go to the chef. Right, or part of it. Because <coughs> the server is literally just a transport, the middleman. Yeah. I mean, I would assume the chefs get paid more, but, um, you know, salary-wise. Here in Spain, where they, they do a little thing, it sounds very communisty, very socialisty to me. But what they do is when you tip them, that doesn't go to them. They put that in this jar, and then that gets split up with all the staff. Hmm. Well, that further reduces an incentive to do it, right? Because well. yeah, you're busting your ass and putting everything for this jar. That fucking Pedro Pablo over there is getting all of my, yeah, my earnings. Little shit. Peter over there, fucking Peter Pan over there, not doing shit. Hasn't shown up to work in three weeks, and all of a sudden and he, he gets, gets the same cut of his the share of those spoils. Some bullshit. Yeah, so I think that I, I use that. I mean, I don't want to get political, guys, but it's a little metaphor to socialism. If your effort at the end doesn't get returned directly to you, but rather goes into a pool where everybody's effort then is given equally, but you know not everybody puts the same effort, that's just gonna make everybody put less and less effort because. So now we, that maybe gets to the point where we are now where they don't give a fuck about serving you well because even if I do and you tip me, I got to split it with this fucking, you know, Peter Pablo and Peter Pan over there. <laughs> you know, they better know they're here. So guy's high on meth, you know. <laughs> <laughs> he shouldn't be having his hands in the, in the tip yeah, jar. He shouldn't be frying. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that's the other extreme, right? Yeah. Yeah, in America, it's weird. I remember I had a story when I went out when I was like, 16 years old with like a table of maybe 12 friends and since all of us were young as hell everyone was splitting the bill to their own thing right Right. so everyone had their own own bill and each of them had its own suggested tip and at the time i was broke so i took a 20 dollar bill and my food was 20 and the lady charged me like 25 for the tip and I only gave her the 20, which is what my food was worth. And she's like, hey, you're missing five bucks. I'm like, what do you mean? My my bill's 20. It says it right here. She's like, yeah, but the tip. I'm like, right here says suggested tip. 
So I'm paying you for what my food is. I'm not going to give you a tip. I'm sorry. I only have $20. Right. You're getting tip from every other person here. You're essentially serving 10 tables right now. Right. So come on. You don't got to. It was just so weird that she was so confrontational about those yeah, extra yeah. dollars. That, that's very ballsy. Right. Not in a good way. Not like, oh, yeah. I, no, it's like that shouldn't be the case. Yeah, you know? totally. And she's like, oh, it's going to be like that. It's going to be like that. I'm like, yeah, because that's all I have. Like, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. You're getting tip from everybody else. <laughs> And I bet you she was not happy about you guys splitting the bill. Because that's another no, it's, issue. It's that always I see. a drama. Here he, too? Here, there's a drama here too. It's not as big of a drama here because they expected a little more. But it's still something that annoys me because, because bro, sometimes you go out with people that you're not like fucking f- friends that you see every day, you know? Right. And it's like, to me, like sometimes I would go out with work friends. Like, it's annoying if somebody pays everything and then all of us have to fucking get their bank accounts to fucking transfer their money, you know? Like, I feel that as a restaurant, not only you should not, like, get mad about fucking having split uh, accounts, but, like... Expect it. Expect it and, and be ha- happy about it. And have a, something in place to make it easier. Yeah, because, like, let me tell you something, bro. If I go out with eight friends and we all want to split the bill... To you, oh, it's annoying. I have to charge you eight times, right? But what if instead the eight of us came and ate individually and took all the tables of your fucking restaurant? You still have to charge me individually. Right. I'm making it easier for you. We're all in one table. You're saving space. You can have more tables for the rest. Is it too much of a fucking ask to charge us each individually? And each person's getting taxed individually. The tip. The tip is coming from each of those eight, so... She's making more than if it was just one lump sum, if I'm not mistaken. Well, the percentage should be the same, but so I don't, mm. that wouldn't. But but yeah, I mean, the more people in general means that they're gonna put a little more and and give you a better tip. If you fucking treat me well and don't fucking make a face, if I, we have to split the bill, then you're probably gonna get a better tip, you know. And I know that there might be some people out there that are thinking, well, Kiko, but you know what, bro? It's just like you're a broke ass motherfucker that you don't even know how it is. Like we go out, and I just pay today, and I get it. Sometimes you do that. Sometimes that's done, but if you want to go a lot out with friends and maximize your money, you can't do that all the time. At least I cannot. I'm sorry I'm not there yet. Maybe if you motherfuckers listen to this shit a little more, <laughs> get, get your grandparents to fucking listen to this shit. Maybe I could get to the point where I'll take you out and I won't even, you know, I'll split it. I got it. I got it. I got it. You know? But I hate it here when they make a face about splitting payments. Like, what if the eight of us came here individually? Isn't that more annoying? It is because you're they're taking up all the tables for right. all the people. And wouldn't you be from. happy if this shit was filled with people? So like that little part, because I know friends that are servers and they're like, man, when people go and they put memes, like when people come and they want to split it all, it's like, come on, man, come on, man, aren't you broke too, motherfucker? Do the same shit when you go yeah, out. Yeah, when you go out, what you pay for everybody, and then and then you have to wait and then have to text somebody, hey, bro, did you? Like it's annoying to to, to have to ask people for money because. Just the, the 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 act of doing it seems a little. Well, it seems like the waiter should be the one that's proactive. As soon as you all sit down and notices that it's a big party, saying, "Hey, look, are you guys gonna split it?" and then start splitting up his, um, you know, his checkbook that way. Yeah. So he knows to expect that by the end of the bill. Right. Instead of making it awkward at the end, like oh, you're gonna split it. Fuck. Yeah, like oh, you're annoyed that I'm gonna pay you. Like if I had a business and I had people come in and spend money on my business. I didn't even give a fuck how they paid. 
If they right. bring coins in, if they want to fucking have two credit cards each, I don't give a fuck. They're bartering fucking weed and... Well, I mean, uh, <laughs> fiat currency. <laughs> through any Crypto, medium, yeah. though. Through any medium. I'm down. And I'll be happy. I'm like, yes, come back whenever. What the fuck? I'm, I'm, I'm annoyed now. I've just played this big bill on making money and I have to split it eight times and, and, and go through the car. Oh my God. That's a lot of math. I don't even want to do this anymore. <laughs> Let's shut down the restaurant. This is retarded. And then they look at you like... Really? You're going to split it? A lot of times I'm using credit because I'm broke. I can't fucking send money through credit. Yes, my finances are bad. I'm fucking telling you guys. And I still came out to eat here. And I still came out to eat here. So split it, motherfucker. <laughs> split it. Sometimes, you know what I do? If we go out to a bar, like with work friends and shit, and they're sitting down and then they start ordering, and then they just start lumping drinks... Not only for the fact of the splitting being annoying, but also the fact that they start putting drinks and you don't know if they put extra drinks in that bill when there's so many people, you know? So what I do is I got some, and I don't know, you might say this is cheap. This is not cheap. I just don't, I like to avoid annoyance. I go to the bar. Oh, we're sitting here. I sit down. Okay. <coughs> I go to the actual. Waiter. <coughs> <coughs> Omicron still lingering. Well, you sit down at a table, but then I'll go myself to the bar. I'll get me a drink. I'll pay it right then. Avoid the hassle. That's it. Give me a beer. Boom, pay it. I'm done with my beer. I go back. Give me a beer. I pay it. Boom. Now we have to go. I just get up and I'm out. Whenever I want to leave, I'm out. I don't have to wait for, oh, sorry, can you give me the... The fucking bill, but it's just how me. many did you have? Oh fuck, dude! Did no, you dude, I only have this. And if you have having a drink that other people are having the same drink, oh, it's over. You fucked. A little trick here: if you're going out with friends and you want to make sure that you don't get fucked on the bill, this is a lot of broke people tip. So I'm sorry if you're like higher in the in the food chain. Then might this might not be an episode for you. <laughs> Skip to the next segment. Yeah, but a good trick is order something that nobody else is drinking. So I go and I order a specific beer. And stick to that beer. And stick beer. to that beer. And I know that at the end, the bill, those beers are mine. Every, you know, nothing else is mine. But if everybody has fucking the same generic beer, good luck, you know? He's asking and, for problems. And again, if you're in a position where you're making a lot of moolah, where money is not even a concept anymore to you, then I get it. Let me know when you come to Spain. But in the meantime, for all broke motherfuckers... If I'm not paying the whole bill that night, which if that's the case, then I don't, I don't care, right? But if I'm not, I'm trying to maximize my weak money so I can go out more times. I want to make sure that the place allows me to split. And the places that allow me to split and don't give me a face, guess what? They get more of my business. I go more often. And they're smart about it. They're like, oh, wait, this little fat kid comes so often. Yeah, I'm not going <laughs> to fucking eat all the Indian food and then ask for more? No, I'm not going to fucking put a face. All I have to do is split this? I, that's it? And you and you and you pay. That's it. That's where the bar is right now. But yeah, right. That's where the bar is. It's like I'm gonna go spend money on your place, and you are fucking annoyed. Ah, you're not gonna pay with a large check. You're not gonna pay with a large bill and just leave. Ah, I have to do a little bit of. Ah. <laughs> Wasn't bringing your food enough. And especially since I'm a fucking good client. I'm a good client. I don't annoy you. I don't give you faces. I'm not no caring motherfucker. When I eat, I even pick up all my shit. I shouldn't, but I pick up all my shit because I used to be a server and I leave it all nicely for you. You see me? You see me when we go. My plate stacked up, ready to go. Yeah, ready to go, baby. Just pick it up. That's it. I'm fucking helping you here. 
But the minute you fucking give me a little face, I'm never coming back. The minute you fuck with me, I'll fucking, I'll, I'll break you. <laughs> no, but, and the other thing is, there's so many good places to go, right? When, once you are a local like me, that why the fuck would you go back to a place that wasn't exceptional? I don't need good. I don't need great. I need exceptional. That's right. All right, I'm sorry. I got to move to the next topic because we can could, we could stay here forever. This one is funny. Chest level urinals. Chest level urinals. All right, so this is one that I immediately struck out to me in the first day here. So in Florida, where I'm from, Miami, all the urinals are waist high, right? So you walk in, put your pants down, and you can piss shooting down into the urinal the way it's supposed to be, the way that the, the contraption was made. Here in Spain, it seems like either everyone is a freaking giant or maybe they have a different way of pissing, but the urinals are up to my stomach. <laughs> it could be I'm 5'8", I'm so maybe I'm just not tall enough, but it's up to my stomach. So the first time I went to take a piss, I realized that the, the physics on it wasn't going to work unless I pissed up. Okay. So I zipped my shit back up and I went to a, a stall. A stall? Yeah. And he sat down like a lady. I sat down like a lady. Because <laughs> either way, I got emasculated. Yeah. Both ways. <laughs> and if the stream is not strong enough to make the arc. <laughs> I'm pissing all over my pants. Yeah, I'm yeah. pissing all over my pants. The kid next to me with a big dick, like, what? <laughs> no, um, it's funny, though, because, I mean, you say you're 5'8", right? For Tinder standards, you're a midget. Right, 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 right. That's, right, so, I get no swipes because no swipes. I'm not yeah. past six. Yeah, I'm I'm just a little bit taller than that, five ten. And I had not noticed the urinals thing until you told me. And then I was like, oh, it is true that when I'm peeing, I'm almost peeing like my dick's touching it, like right in front of me. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's almost like I have to lay my dick on the thing, right. where normally it should be. At a down angle. Right. Sometimes they have it all the way to the floor. Yeah, those are the best ones. And it's yeah. stainless steel with a little bar of soap at the bottom. Yeah, it makes it smell good. I like love it. those. There's no way to spill anything. But these ones are like, it's like a little bit it, dead. It, it cups your nuts. Yeah, it cups your nuts. And you're supposed to put it all in there. And the water refreshes. Because <laughs> people don't know this. Uh, you, you Sometimes they have a lemon there. The, the First time I've ever seen it. The pee water from all the people that have gone in that day. Along with the little um, lemon, if you put your balls in there... It sterilizes your balls. It makes it smooth. Mm. I've been doing it for seven years. <laughs> okay. And then when you pee, it's, it's super nice because it's not even like a, a stream going out. The pee just becomes part of the whole urinal, like a creek. So it becomes an experience. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When we go out tonight, I'm going to try that. So gonna, tonight when we go out... I'll let the urinal hug my nutsack. You, you, just need, you just need to embrace it. And pee in the canal. Yeah, so yeah, that is a, a, a thing for, for sure. Well, the whole bathroom experience is a bit weird because there's never any paper towels. <laughs> yeah. Paper, I don't know if it's like a rare commodity here. There's no paper anywhere. And um, the lights shut off almost immediately. <laughs> So mid-piss, the lights will just shut off and you're in the dark. You think the place is closing up and you're going to get locked there. So it's just, just differences like that. I guess America, they don't care about wasting light. Yeah. And God damn it, we have light up everywhere. <laughs> like oh. motherfucking Fourth of July. <laughs> we got lights now. What do you fuck? No, but it is true. And I'll be honest with you. Since I moved to Europe, I've become a little more green. You know, I've become a little more... By, so, by force. By force, yeah. A little more socialist. You know, I become a little European, you know, a little bit. But part of me is like, misses 
that like everything big America. We're like, <laughs> we're gonna have paper towels galore. Galore. So, you know, whatever the word. I want a room full of paper yeah, towels. Full paper towels. Urinals to the floor and the light's gonna be on 24-7. Damn right. God damn it. Restaurant is closed, the lights Bill are on. Wall. <laughs> <laughs> Here, what, what Adrian is saying is just everything is so like, oh, let's let's save water and, and I get it. I and get spaced. It. Everything's tiny and petite. <laughs> and the, the Airbnb that we went to had to shit sideways because my knees were bumping against the wall. My, I, I literally couldn't sit facing forward. So I was thinking of different <laughs> angles. I went sideways, but the seat was sliding off. And then I was thinking about the other way, like butters, <laughs> of putting my elbows on top of the of the toilet seat. Right. Which actually makes a lot of sense. But but anyway, I took a fat shit and, and But how did you take it sideways? I took it sideways. I don't know if you get the concept that we're talking about of taking a shit sideways, but it's when you take a shit sideways, right? Like because you're blocked in like this. This is a toilet. Your legs can't go here. Your legs can't go here. So your only option is to have your legs as if you're already ready to leave this bathroom running. Yeah, like the the bathrooms here sometimes, you would think <clears throat> that whoever built them, as soon as the person was going to levitate on top of the, of the of what's it called, the stall? No, the stall. The, the seat? The, the seat, yeah. Like hover because there's no spec. What I'm trying to explain to my, my cousin here too is that a lot, some bathrooms here, you don't have space to sit down because your knees... Or will don't have space to be like imagine if you were in the smallest plane which they're getting almost there where you have no leg room so you cannot even squat to sit to sit down <laughs> <laughs> because there's no space so what you do is you fucking go sideways so the ball now is hitting your ass in a different way I would assume that it was a little uh, uncomfortable it was a little weird yeah Right, because it's, like, it's like a bigger, it's an oval. It doesn't go with the anus hole. It's, it's like contradictory. Right, and you have to like and shove your nuts, feet down. Right, and your nuts doesn't have that little angle down. So again, you have to rest your nuts on the side of the... I don't know if that was built with the intention of there never being a toilet seat and it's just a hole in the floor that you can just like <laughs> hover over it to shit. Because then that would make sense, space-wise. Yeah, like if it was a rope that you got, <laughs> and then you were like, all right, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Right. But once they put the toilet seat, then it fucked up the whole feng shui of the bathroom. Right, they would have left it like an Indian bathroom. Yeah. Right, would you just shit on a hole? It that, could work. It could work. It, they should have left it like that, yeah, It too. should have been like a more organic. But instead, they put a stall where it doesn't fit. If you're trying to wash your hands, the sink is smaller than... Like, you don't have space for the water to run. And then when you're gonna dry your hands, they always have the you know the, the little electrical fan things, the blowers that have never worked in their 50 years of existence. Still don't. I don't I, understand the the guy who has that patent. He's like, oh, I made it as a joke, and they're still fucking buying them and, and making them. And they're upgrading them. They're making them. And bad. they're equally shit. They're bad. I have seen some like at Disney parks or the, these ones. The with the super force, and I guess those kind of work. But there's there's not there's nothing like a nice you know to stack act. of papers and feeling like you just killed a couple of trees. I'd rather that than have fucking uh, what is it the hydroscoliosis or what is it? What is that one? <laughs> when you have like sweaty palms. Sweaty palms because you're always wet. Yeah, well the same thing when you blow dry your hands you always have that like weird wet moist yeah. feeling. That yeah, like... we don't want the moist. Not in these situations. <laughs> there's there's situations when you want the moist, but not here. Not here. You want to be feel dry. Not on my own. Not on my own, yeah. You want to be moist when there's companionship. 
Okay. And lastly, I wanted to touch on art. God Ooh. damn it. Fucking art, bro. <coughs> Sorry for my coughing. I'm I'm still recovering from Omicron, but it's not gonna take me down. By the way, I know I've been away for like a month. I have family coming over, then I got sick, and then family members got sick, so I had to take care of them. Family's still here. Family's still here, sick. This motherfucker can't find a flight back. So it's been quite hectic, but we, I'm gonna have a couple episodes come out real quick within one week, so you got a lot of shit to see. And, and we're gonna, I'm gonna continue. The year is now here, 2022, which is like 2022. No, not really. This is the one where we win. This, this is, is the one. This. This is summit to Everest right now. This is summit to Everest, uh, which we talked about the last episode. If you, if you saw it, you already know all the references. So Although the summit to Everest is where they call it Death Valley. Well, that part uh, above eight thousand, about yeah, eight thousand meters, where like air is so thin that just being there, you will die. Yeah, you need to get up and get you out. You need to go down and go down. Now you're gonna die, and a lot of people do. If you're trying to go to Everest, don't. If you listen to this podcast, you're probably not the person that can ever make it to Everest. <laughs> so um, if you do go, get a team of Sherpas yeah, get, to carry you. Get thirteen Sherpas and pay them well because the motherfuckers forming a union now. And well's not even that well. You, Ten bucks will do. Yeah, fifteen. No, but on art, we actually went to El Prado Museum in Madrid, which is it's like the Louvre in France. After that one, this is the second most important museum in the world. And then we went to another one called the Tyson Bornemisa, which is a, it's like a private collection, but. In general, like uh, El Prado, you have to go. If you come to Madrid, El Prado, even if you don't like art, even if you're a fucking two retards like me and him, that I, you like art. I mean, I, I didn't like art, and now I love art. Now like, we're not watching YouTube videos about art. Yeah, now we're like finding out why the painter did it. Why did he paint that? You know, what was the, the psychological effect that it had on him? And I know it sounds corny, <coughs> and whenever I see art that's like abstract and not really telling, I, I call it out. I'm like, this is bullshit. But bro, it, it wasn't an amazing some of the pieces we saw on on that fucking museum. Beautiful, beautiful fucking murals that covered entire walls, and it was extremely detailed. Nice oil paintings that you could see every single little thing. And dude, it, it was very impressive to see all of that and and realize that they did this six, seven hundred years ago. Yeah. That's the that's part that, like, freaks me the fuck out. Like, these people were doing shit. And and I'm telling you, even if you don't like art, you don't think... When you see the pieces, they fucking speak to you. The, the vibrance of the colors, right? The the emotion in the people's faces, in the, in the images, the interaction of the different things. And each little thing that you see in the painting has some significance to the painting. Whether or not I know what it is or not, yeah. I know that that's there for a reason. And that's why those videos help. And for people that are curious, right, as to, like, which painters we're talking about, some of them are, many of them are Spanish, like Goya, uh, Velázquez. Uh, we have El Draco, El Draco. Greco. El Greco, sorry, El Greco, which did, like, very dark shit, very... Um, yeah, the theme of the time then was all about Christ. Christ, Christ, yeah. religion, sacrifice, death. Hell. A lot of death, a lot of hell. Yeah, it was fucking scary. Well, you bought one from El Bosque. Yeah, I bought one from El Bosco. Bosco. El Bosco, yeah. And he did, um, he did, um, I, I'll, I'll put it on here. He did a painting 
that's called the, the, the Earth's Delight. And it's like the Garden of Eden and it shows you all the, the bad things of the world, the sins and then the beautiful. But it's all done in this very fucking trippy ass, like mushroom trip, you know, images. It's fucking amazing. I bought a little print of it. Uh, so, I mean, like, think about where I'm at right now. I bought a print and a museum. You know, your boy's evolving, dog. <laughs> so, you know, but it was amazing. You guys got to go there if you, if you do go. The um, Caravaggio was another one. Um, for I can't remember. I, that, what we saw Rubens. Dali. Rubens. Rubens was really nice. I think he's Dutch. Rubens. We saw Dali's. We saw Dali's. We saw Van Gogh's. Van Gogh's. We saw... Picasso. Picasso, which... No, yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Picasso. Yeah, Picasso, a little fraud. I mean, there, I think that he has some pieces that are important, but the shit we saw could have been done by us. Oh, what, what was the other Spanish guy that... The, <coughs> John... What the hell is his name? Miro. Miro. Juan Miro. Juan Miro, man. This guy just does lines, like a triangle, a line, and that's it. It looks like he robbed a first grader. <laughs> his artwork and said, thanks, buddy, I'm rich now. <laughs> Put it up, sign his name on it, and that's just living in a museum. It's a lot of fake art. Um, there's a guy, if you guys want to see some art stuff that's interesting and actually fun to watch, there's this guy called Antonio Villaran on YouTube, and he does a lot of explanations of things that are art and other ones that are amparte. So you have arte, which is art, and then amparte, which is like fake art, which is like just shit that is just people say is art but I don't think it's art but anyways we could go into this forever we are fucking artsy dudesies now we have the broski doulos artsy yeah we're planning a trip to France to go to the Louvre yeah I would I never wanted to visit France personal reasons they never helped on the war and shit but we saw on JC's video the motherfuckers rented the Louvre to make the video um, huge flex huge flex and the, and the fucking museum looks insane it has fucking big ass paintings. A painting that looks like an IMAX screen. Yeah. It's enormous. I don't even know how they paint I guess I they, have to, they have to get on like, do, do they take ladder? their whole life to paint that? Like, that's know. gotta be, like, such a fucking feat to make. But anyways, the Louvre is just that that's the one that everybody knows because the Mona Lisa's there or whatever. But if you ever come to Spain, a very underrated museum that you're gonna have a, let, a lot less crowds and you're gonna <coughs> enjoy it very much is El Prado Museum in Madrid. Is the second most important museum in the world and it's fucking insane. Even if you don't like art, go to this place and you'll be amazed at how intellectual you can be. Yeah, no comment on that one. That we we changed the whole dynamic of this trip after going to that one museum. Too hard. We're like, we need to go to more museums now. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, guys, thanks a lot for joining in. Thanks a lot for bearing with my motherfucking still sick body. But I'm here, you know, fighting through. And I cannot do this if I'm not here telling you the fucking stories. Once again, Adrian, thanks for joining us. And we're about to dip to go to another museum. So keep it real, Broski Doodles. And keep it artsy-dartsy. Peace. We out.